0: You unraveled me with a melody, you surround me with a song. You split the sea so I can the right through My feet are dry.
1: doing welcome to sunday service i'm so glad to have you this evening join us for service remember we are running a series called miracle diy quadrant miracle do it yourself quadrant and you can replace uh, the word miracle with anything you know you can get your visions done and accomplished. You can get your goals accomplished. You can get whatever you set your heart to do. You can replace that. You can say goals, DIY quadrant, visions, DIY quadrant. What this quadrant represents is a four-step procedure, four-step action steps, if you want to call it that, that if you go through, it's like a cycle if you go through that cycle you will end up achieving anything you want to achieve you will end up achieving anything you've set your heart on achieving you will end up realizing your dreams you will end up putting to work and receiving every answer to your prayer so you can say prayer do it yourself quadrant whatever you want to call it uh, uh, replace the miracle with, go ahead and do that. But these are just principles that if you follow, you will get results. It could be Project DIY Quadrant. It could be Passing My exams. Success DIY Quadrant. It could be Passing My Exam, whatever, whatever. And remember, I told you on Sunday, last week, Sunday, that this quadrant starts with hope. And we say hope is... What you want to see. We say hope is something, is seeing something that will happen. Then, once you have obeyed the principle of hope, which I'll tie up today, you now move your hope to faith. Or rather, you now get the force of faith to walk on that hope. You get the force of faith to walk on that thing you see or that thing you are seeing. When you get the force of hope to walk on that thing which you are seeing, we say now faith is believing that that thing you have seen and you are seeing. Note, I didn't say that thing you saw. No, it has to be in presence. You have to keep seeing it and seeing it until you get the physical result that's what the bible says in hebrews 11 verse 1 now faith is he didn't say faith will be or faith has been faith is always in the present as his faith works on hope hope also has to be in the present not just present but present continuous i know why i'm adding present continuous because It is an action you need to keep on. You need to keep seeing and seeing and seeing and imagining and expecting until you have your miracles in your hand. Until then, you don't stop seeing. Until then, you don't stop believing. So you have to keep believing and believing and see and keep seeing. Then, you now move to the third quadrant. Now, the third quadrant is courage. And we said courage is making something happen. Not just something. It must be something you believe and it might be something you've been seeing. So, courage is making something you believe that you've been seeing happen. Hallelujah. Then when you move from courage, you now move to patience. Now, what is patience? Patience is... Is keeping these three principles on, that's why I said you it can be your sin can be in the past, your faith can be in the past, your courage can be in the past, they all have to be in the present, not just present, it must be continually present in your life. Hallelujah! <laughs> Give you praise. If that man that went to his neighbor to ask for bread for his friend that came to visit him late at night did not continue in patience he would not have gotten that bread from his neighbor. It is because of his patience, his continued action, his continued believing, his continued expectation was what made his friend rise up, though he has gone to bed, to give him his request. Hallelujah. So you see, all these four principles, when they are in place, your miracles will come. So, I would love you to go back, go back, please, 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 please. I don't get anything when you listen to the messages. You may think I ask you to go listen to messages. Maybe there's some benefit I get. I don't get anything. It is up there for free. It is free. Search for activate word on any podcast podcast platform. It could be Apple Podcast, it could be Google Podcast, it could be um spotify it could be podcasts there's one called, called pocket cast. whatever there are about eight or nine platforms that we are on just search for activate word activate word or better still the best just go to our website you have that here go to our website go to our website activatechurch.co.uk slash podcast. I need to take you to whatever podcast platform, whatever podcast app you have on your phone. Once you click on that with your phone, it will ask you what podcast platform you want to listen on. And you go ahead and select that podcast platform. Please go and listen to the previous sermons. They will go a long way to set a foundation upon which we're going to build today. But don't do that now. Listen to this first. (laughs) You can do that after this service. Hallelujah. So, today I'm going to now explain to you how to hope. We said that hope is those things you're seeing. We said that hope is your imagination. We said that hope is that thing you're expecting. Hope is that picture of your preferred future. Hope is the vision you have for the future. And the way, and we'll talk about medit- um, um, hope and all these things. People might think that we are teaching um, the Eastern mysticism or Eastern meditation and all that. That's not what we are teaching. That's what I'm going to teach you today. How do you get this hope to work? How do you put your hope into action? I'm going to show you that today. I show you a lot of scriptures on Tuesday. I'm going to also try to show you one or two today because I have loads of scriptures in Activate Church, we don't preach anything outside the scripture. You'll never hear me give you my own opinion of what the scripture says. Even if I want to, I will tell you clearly that this is my opinion. Take it or leave it. But I won't give you my opinion until I've given you God's opinion. When I give you my opinion, I'm giving my opinion just to explain God's opinion. To make it clearer to you, probably to give you examples that will help you understand God's opinion. Because in Activate Church, we build on the Word of God. We obey God's principles. We live by God's principles. If we can't find it in the Word of God, rightly divided, rightly divided, we won't preach it. We won't believe in it. That is the hallmark. That is one of our tenants inactivate church so how do you hope how do you hope i need to read some scriptures as a foundation before i get into that and the bible says something in you know last time we stopped at um, the people that gathered to build the tower of babel and they said that is god speaking the trinity said if we don't stop them if we don't stop them they will achieve everything they have set their hearts upon. The Bible says that in Genesis 11, verse 6. Genesis 11, verse 6. I'll read that quickly. The Bible says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Hallelujah. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them. Which they have imagined to do. That is the power of hope. Anything you hope and hope and keep seeing, remember, it has to be continuous, and keep seeing and keep hoping and keep expecting, it must surely come to pass. This is God saying that. If God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. If God says that whatever I keep seeing and keep seeing and keep seeing and don't relent on seeing that I will have it, oh, my friends listening to me, you better keep seeing. (laughs) Don't let anything stop you from seeing. Don't let anything stop you from raising your hopes. Don't let anything stop you from expecting those miracles that you want. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't let anybody persuade you outside that or out of it. Keep your hopes up. God has said that whatever you hope for, you will have. I will believe God first, better, best, <laughs> rather than believe in man. And that's what God said. Whatever you imagine to do, whatever you hope, you will have. See, Jesus speaking through The spirit of Christ upon one of his prophets, a king, declared prophetically that his hope of raising him, raising from the dead, his hope of resurrecting from the dead, will not be cut off. He said, Jesus, yes, he spoke that through. The spirit upon King David in Psalm 16, verse 9 and 10. The Bible says, Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. Said, My flesh shall, my flesh also shall rest in hope. My flesh also shall rest in hope. He said, For thou wilt not, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell neither will thou suffer thy holy one to seek corruption. This was written by David, but David was not just a king. David was a king. David was a prophet. (laughs) So he had that. David was a king and he was a prophet. So there are a lot of prophetic Psalms. I'm not going to have the time to prove that to you. But when you go home, read Psalm 22. You see that Psalm 22 is the prophetic Psalm. Talked about the crucifixion of Jesus and a lot of things that happened during his crucifixion on the cross. That was David speaking through the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Ghost, to prophesy those things. And it's the same thing happening here. Did David die and go to hell? Yes, he did. You might say hell. Yes. Before Christ came, hell had two compartments. Everybody that died descended Everyone, whether you are righteous or not righteous, you descended. Nobody went to heaven post-resurrection, post-crucifixion. Nobody could go to heaven because the only visa to heaven is the Holy Spirit on your inside. And that started happening after Jesus died and resurrected. So all the saints of old that died descended to hell. Oh, somebody listening to me is a bit confused and is wondering what I'm saying. Okay, I wanted to tie up hope in this service, but I'm going to take those three minutes to explain. Everybody that died went to hell and hell is the earth's core. The earth's core is hell. Maybe one day I'll take a Tuesday to teach you that, the location of hell. The core of the earth is where hell is located. So everyone that died... Descended. Now, before Christ died and resurrected, and went to hell himself, hell had two compartments. That was why when Saul went to some, went to the Witch of Endor, to invoke someone. The Bible says someone came from the ground. Go and read that in Samuel. He came from the ground. I'm sure our technical guys will put the scripture on the screen for you. He rose up from the ground. He didn't come from heaven. Though a prophet of God, he died. He descended. Jonah died also and descended he said for three days I was in the belly of the earth earth not fish earth the earth's core is where hell is whenever there is a volcanic eruption a portion of hell comes out molten magma because the fire in hell is like liquid fire that's what comes out during volcanic eruptions And whenever there's a volcanic eruption, do you know what is happening? The Bible told us what was happening in Isaiah. He said, hell is constantly expanding itself so more people can be accommodated. Every second, I don't know the number of people that die. I think 30,000 people die every second. And I might not get my statistics right. 30,000 people. Technical guys, please get, search Google and put that on the screen. I think about 30,000 people die die every second and many of them die without christ so hell is constantly receiving men and women into it constantly receiving men and women into it and so they need to expand thousands upon thousands of volcanic eruption happen every year thousands Thou- oh, say thousands thousands why right? so they can create space for people so Jonah died, went to hell for three days. He resurrected. Jonah went to the belly of the fish, was not alive. There's no oxygen in the belly of the fish. You can't stay without oxygen for three days and still be alive. No. I think the best ever <coughs> a human being I've survived without oxygen could be a couple of minutes, maybe one minute or three minutes. I don't remember. Three days of that oxygen, you will be dead. So Jonah died. And he said it with his mouth. I went to the belly of the earth. That is hell. Now, Jesus talking about hell talked about the rich man and Lazarus. And the Bible says that the rich man died and was buried, but Lazarus was carried by angels to the bosom of Abraham. Now, you see angels written there. Your mind automatically, you know, imagines angels lifting him up to heaven. No, the bosom of Abraham is not in heaven. The bosom of Abraham is the other part of hell where the righteous saints go to. It's not the part where there is torment. It's the other part where the righteous saints go to. Remember, this is all before Jesus died and resurrected. So, Pastor, how do you know? When you read that story about the rich man and Lazarus, the Bible says that the rich man in hell lifted up his eyes. He didn't lift it up to heaven. Remember, hell is at the is core of the earth. You can't see beyond the core. Rather, he lifted up his eye across to the other side of hell and saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham. In that bosom of Abraham, there was peace, there was joy. No torment like the other side. And he asked Lazarus, come, please, dip your hand in water and drop some in my mouth to quench my test. Why? He was in a place of torment. It was a place burning with fire, molten magma. And he wanted to quench his test. And Lazarus replied to him, I said, even if I want to, there is a gulf, meaning there is a big (laughs) chasm, I think that's the word, big depression, earth divided into two with a big (laughs) tunnel, depression, erosion, I've run out of words, between where." he was which is hell and abraham's bosom that means they were on the same plane if you know what i mean abraham's bosom is not in heaven and he's in hell even though i said there is space between us but said there's a deep gulf chasm between us i can't cross over even if i want to and that's what he told them that means they were in the same plane so before christ died and resurrected if you die as a righteous person you don't go up, you go down. So why am I giving you all this? Just to explain this. He said, for thou will not leave my soul in hell. So he was not talking about himself. Though he went to Hages, that's the other name. Hages or paradise is what Abraham's bosom is. He was talking about Jesus himself. He was talking about Jesus himself. Jesus is saying that you will not let my soul suffer in hell prophetically through the lips of David. Neither will you let the Holy One see corruption. David's flesh suffered corruption, but Jesus' flesh did not. In fact, Jesus' bones were not even broken. Though they were supposed to be broken in accordance with how the Romans crucified people, they you will break your bones because they broke the bones of the of the thieves by his two sides. When they came to break Jesus's bone, the Bible recorded that the soldiers said, "Hey, one I think the centurion said, "No, don't do that," just to fulfill the scripture that said, I think in Psalm twenty-two that his bones will not be broken. These are prophecies. When you prophesy them, you bring them to pass. So this is Jesus by the Spirit of Christ saying that my flesh also will rest in hope. What is this? The hope he's talking about here. talking about the hope of resurrection. Now, did Jesus resurrect? Of course he did. His hope was not cut short. That is why hope is important. Like I told you last time, God operates this way as well. This is an example of Jesus operating in hope. There are many instances in the scriptures I can give you about Jesus operating in hope when jesus was praying for his disciples hallelujah in john chapter john chapter 17 hallelujah <laughs> oh sorry i'm in john chapter 17 or chapter 1. he always prays in 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 hope See an example. John chapter 17. John chapter 17 verse 11. See what Jesus said in verse 11. Now I am no longer in this world. But this are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep your name. Keep keep through your name. Those whom you have given me. That they may be one. As we are one, but my attention, the where I want to draw attention to is that first line. Now I am no longer in the world. What is Jesus talking about? He's definitely praying his prayer on earth. Was praying his prayer when he was with his disciples, and he's saying, "I am no longer in the world." What does that mean? <laughs> You better join me throughout this series. I'm going to show you this scripture again. I'm going to show it to you again. So hope, 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 hope is a picture of your preferred future. Where do you want to be in the future? Start seeing it, start expecting it, start speaking it. This is exactly what Jesus did here. Though he was in the world at that moment, but he's already seeing himself. As ascended. Sitting at the right hand of God. And he declared it on earth. <laughs> While he was still praying. For his disciples. That is hope. That is faith in action. And it takes courage. To say those kind of words. It takes courage. To confess things like that. Hallelujah. So are you getting the point? He said my hope. My hope. Whatever you want to see, whatever wherever you want to be, whatever you want to have, start seeing it as if you already have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, see Romans, okay, if I read Romans, um, Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or imagine or think, unto God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or imagine. God will not just do what you ask alone. God will also do the things that you imagine. God will do the things that you imagine, the things that you expect. Now, how would he do it? He will do it in accordance to the power that is at work within you. Now we know the power that is at work within us. That is the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is the power of God. Is the force of God. So everything, everything that we think or imagine or ask, will be done via the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit. Now needs to do it based on how much we can see it, how much we can expect it. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah. Then the Bible also gives us an example of this hope coming to pass in the life of one of the same. And that sense of old is Abraham. The Bible in Romans chapter 4, talking about Abraham, said, Who against hope believed in hope and that is not tautology that's not repetition he abraham against natural hope what is natural hope abraham looked at himself and said oh my body is dead (claps) looked at sarah oh she has passed menopause her womb have definitely er 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 atrophied at the moment that is natural hope what is natural hope natural hope are present facts we don't deny facts but we superimpose faith on it. So who against natural hope believed in supernatural hope? What is supernatural hope? Everything I've been trying to teach you. The preferred future. Start seeing it. So he ceased looking at himself, looking at his biological <laughs> parts and components and the process of life that has got, he has gone through. He's old. Possibly all his seed must have gone. Sarah cannot even receive any seed she has gone past monopause for like 40 or 50 years her womb have definitely ultrafied he looked beyond facts hallelujah (laughs) and looked unto God my friends you need to look beyond facts oh am I still feeling that pain in my body yes that is natural fate that is natural hope those are facts uh, am I still unmarried? Yes. Is my bank account still in red? Yes. Am I still owing that money? Yes. Are things going topsy-turvy? Yes. Is that problem I'm faced with still before me? Yes. Is that can I see still that mountain before me? Yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. We don't deny any of those. <laughs> but will you like Abraham? Hope in God. Hope in His Word against the mountain that is before you, against those challenges that you are faced with, against the fact that you are still unmarried, against the fact that you've tried traveling and yet you are not able to travel, against the fact that you are still sick, against the fact that things are still going topsy turvy would you believe in the word of God against those things? Just like Abraham did. (laughs) He said, what did he believe in? He believed, though naturally he cannot be a father anymore, He believed, not just that he will be a father. (laughs) Hallelujah. He believed that he will be a father of many, 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 many nations. They might say to you, "You you're crazy. How can you believe those big things? They might say to you, "You you're crazy. How can you have big dreams? Hey, tell them that your hopes, that your dreams... That your visions will never be cut off in the name of Jesus, and that's exactly what Abraham did. He believed this in accordance to what which was spoken. So our supernatural hope doesn't exist in vacuum, if you know what I mean. No, our supernatural hope is based has its roots has its foundation on the word of God. And that word of God must constantly be spoken. <laughs> so shall thy seed be. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says, I to read the same scripture in Amplified. The Bible says in Amplified, For Abraham, human reason for hope. Can you see? The human reason for hope based on natural facts is that he cannot have a child he said that human reason of having a child being gone the hope natural hope that you know medical science tells us that for a woman especially you can still bear a child until menopause kicks in yes there's isolated incidences where some have had kids but majority once menopause kicks in you cannot have a child while your over, over, your womb and the fallopian tubes and all that will stop producing eggs. Will stop the production of eggs. And without eggs, the sperm can fuse, cannot fuse with anything and there can't be any child. That is fact. That's the human reason for hope. Being gone. Oh, I can have a child till a certain age. That is hope. Human hope. But once I cross this age, it becomes tougher, becomes harder. Definitely impossible once she gets 90. The age that Sarah was when she had a child. But the Bible says, being gone, hoped in faith. (laughs) This is how we're going to introduce faith. The second quadrant. And that's what we're going to look at on Tuesday. Don't miss Tuesday for anything. Don't miss it for anything, my friends. Don't, 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 don't. The human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith. Hallelujah. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Without hope, there is nothing faith can work on. That is why you can never stop expecting things to happen for you. That's why you can never stop dousing your hope. That is why you can never stop imagining things. Because your imagination is how your hope is expressed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to read that scripture again in New Living Translation as I end. Even when there was no reason for hope based on the natural facts, like I explained to you, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that is how many descendants you will have. Every word God has given you, this is how it's going to come to pass. This is how it's going to come to pass. Every promises of God are yea and amen. They are yes and yes. But this is the process to bring those promises to yes. From promise to product, I'm teaching the four quadrants in between. The process between your promise and the product is what I'm teaching you. Hope, then faith. And the Bible says that if we hope and meditate on the Word of God, we will make our way successful. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what should I do? What should I do? <laughs> Okay. Let me just show you one thing, then I'll end it. I'll end it. Though my time is gone, but let me just show you one thing. Holy Spirit grants me permission. Remember at the beginning, I said this is how God operates. This is how God operates. Now, we imagine things through words. No, we imagine things in pictures. And pictures are painted through words let me explain when i tell you something you start immediately imagining it that is how communication goes through or prints rather when you hear people say things you are understanding the words they speak through pictures if i say apple automatically you are seeing a picture of apple now if i go further to say a red apple automatically that apple you've imagined turns red in case it wasn't red before in case it was green but once i say a color it changes immediately and once i go further to say oh i took a bite of the apple automatically boom that apple in your imagination has a portion of it beaten off why we think we think we hear we imagine words in pictures now this is the same way god operates the bible says in genesis god said let there be vegetation trees plants and all that and the bible says that place in Genesis chapter one that god saw it and it was good. He went on to say, oh, let there be plants, animals, animals, all kinds. And Abel said that God, in that place in Genesis chapter 1, saw it, and it was good. But do you know that all those things God created in Genesis chapter 1, like the plants, like the animals, none of them came on earth physically until chapter 2. The Bible lets us know that in chapter 2, that before there was rain, before there was... Okay, let me just read the Bible today. Genesis, chapter 2. Let's go. Are we from the New Living Translation? Now, the Bible says, in verse 9, And out of the ground the Lord made... Every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Out of the ground. Before then, in verse 8, the Bible says, And the Lord planted a garden. In chapter 2. Oh, you might still be confused. Let's go up again. Verse 5. Now, let's see verse 5. That will settle it for you. Before any... after me, any. Any plant of the field was in the earth any herb of the field had grown before any plant any herb was on earth anyone had grown before why were there no plants or herbs the bible says for the lord god had not caused it to rain on the earth why there was no man to till the ground. So, because of that, there was no plant, there was no herb, there was nothing. You know, you might ask yourself then, what did God see in Genesis chapter 1? Because the Bible lets us know in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, 12, that God spoke the herbs to come out. God spoke the trees, the grass, everything, the fruits, yielding trees, everything. And the Bible says, and God saw it, saw it in chapter verse 12. What then did he see if there was none of those trees, herbs, grass, physically on earth? He imagined it in his mind. That is how God operates. He saw it in his mind and he saw it was good. He was like, hmm, awesome. Then he set out and caused it to grow. He set out. and The Bible says, And God planted, 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 planted. Verse 8 of chapter 2. And the Lord God planted a garden. Verse 9. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow. The same thing he did with the animals. The Bible says in verse 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. The beast of the, beast of the field... All of them were all created after Adam. Not before. After Adam. Why? God saw that Adam was alone. And he sought a companion for Adam. Then he started creating physically the animals. Yet, in chapter 1, God saw the animals and said, hmm, they were good. Where did he see the animals? In his imagination. This is how God operates. You see why Jesus will constantly speak his future into being. Like I just showed you today. He was praying to God, saying, Oh, I'm no longer here on earth. I'm already in heaven. He might say, Jesus, stop lying. No, he's speaking his hope, he's speaking his expectation. This is how God operates. And there are many examples in the Bible I can show you Jesus doing that, but I'm out of time. He's speaking it to pass. So, why am I saying this? The Bible told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that we might instruct him? In the next breath, Paul said, but we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. God created us in his image and his likeness. The word likeness means that we function like him. If God sees in his mind before he goes out to create, you better see in your mind before you go out to create. You better see in your mind before you go out to create. Can I give you another example of Jesus? In John chapter 5, 19 to 20, I'll read an amplified version for a reason. The Bible says, So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, the Son of Man is able to do nothing of himself, of his own accord. This was when the disciples accosted him after he healed the paralytic at the pool of Bethesda." And you're like, how did all of this happen? How did you know? How did you know to walk straight to one man? Remember, the Bible says at that pool, a lot of people that are sick, God, that are waiting for the stirring of the pool once a year, that anyone that jumps in first gets healed. So there are many of them. Now, Jesus did not go to all of them. He went to one. the disciples were like, we are curious. They're like, Lord, how do you know to do all of this? And he gave them his secret. He says, see, the son of man is able to do nothing of himself. But he is able to do only what he sees. He sees the father doing. (laughs) Glory be to God. What he sees. What he sees. His father doing. What are you seeing? The Lord do. You might ask yourself, how will I see God doing stuff? Easy. By going to the Word. When I read the Word, I, I embed myself in it. It's as if I am in the movie. I slot myself in the movie. I stand beside Jesus as he's healing the sick. I stand beside him as he walks through the streets of Palestine. I am there. I imagine. I read my Bible. I imagine it. That is why it becomes so real to me. That is why I get the high from studying the word. Because I don't, I just don't read the word. I meditate on it. I meditate on it. How do you hope? How do you see? By meditation. This is how Jesus also operated while he was here on earth. He said, I see my father doing it. And whatsoever the father does is what the son does in the same way in his turn. So, Jesus, while he goes out to pray early in the morning, the Bible says uh, a long while before day, he goes to pray in the place of prayer. He sees Holy Spirit. (laughs) I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Oh, okay. Let me give you one more. He sees. When he sees, the Bible says, the father dearly loves the son and discloses to him, shows him everything that he does, himself does. And he will disclose to him, let him see greater things than yet this, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. This is how Jesus operates. Join me on Tuesday. I will sit on this a little more. I thought I was going to start uh, faith on Tuesday, but ah, I'm not yet done with hope. Hallelujah. You know, if you don't get the first quadrant right, we'll make a mess of the rest. So the other quadrants are going to be faster. Amen. But let's sit on hope because hope is that raw material. When we get it right, the others will fall into place. Hallelujah. One more scripture as I end. Okay, but this research end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What are you seeing? What are you seeing? you need to take the word of God and sit on it. Meditate on it. Start seeing that word operational in your life. Take the word on healing. Sit on it. Start seeing yourself healed. Never again see yourself in pain. Never again see yourself lying down in bed sick. Never again see yourself running out of breath, never again see yourself stooping over, unable to stand up straight. Never again see yourself letting those present facts weigh on you, influence you, affect you. It is time to start seeing what God's Word has said. How do you do that? You sit on the Word. You meditate. On Tuesday I'm going to show you how meditation on the Word Mixed with praying in the spirit facilitates your hope. Oh, I tell a lot of people some things, and they wonder how I know things. In the place of prayer, another eye opens, and I start seeing things. oh I start seeing things. There was this lady that was in church. She was so zealous. She was everything in church. Oh, she was everything. There is a kind of people that be like, oh. This lady is, is this and that, that, that. One day, I was praying. <laughs> I was praying. I got lost in the spirit. Then that eye opened. And the Lord showed me who she was truly. Who she was truly. And I marveled. Because going by what we see physically, you be like, this girl is awesome. She's great. Ah, she's that. God, in that place, I saw her again. Then I saw her. Where she was and what she was doing at that second. Wow. <laughs> Cut a long story short. The next time we are in church, she started avoiding me. Somehow she knew that she has been unveiled. She started avoiding me. This lady that would come after service, come and say hello and do that. She started avoiding me. Weeks after she stopped coming to church, I didn't say anything to her. I didn't do anything to her. Somehow she knew. That she has been exposed, and that how she left church and never came again. You need that eye. Join me on Tuesday. Oh, we're going to enter the the spirit realm, the spiritual things, and I will arm you with spiritual tools that will make you and give you an edge in this life. I love you, and I'm going to see you on Tuesday. Father, I bless this once. I bless this once as we start a new week. I ask that your blessings go with them. I ask that you anoint their eye, not this one, the eye of their spirit, with eye serves. That they might see and see indeed. That they might have hope in you and in your word. Hope that will bring results. Father, I pray that anointing, I tear the veil off their eyes. That they might see and see indeed. That they might know and know indeed. They will never again be victims of deceit. Deceitful men and women of deception. They will always see through every trap that the enemy has set for them. In the name of Jesus, I speak to you now, seeing eyes in Jesus' name. And for those giving their offering and paying their tithe, I bless them in blessings bless them in multiplying multiply them they will be oh lord a force on this earth in the name of jesus go prosper and i'll see you on tuesday bye